3: this clear what you're about to hear before we play it. Because it often sounds really, really, really dirty. <laughs> and uh, That's the point. And I, and I get really uncomfortable about it, even though nothing bad has happened. We've not played some of these. Jimmy Kimmel's Unnecessary Censorship.
4: There's been some we haven't played because they sounded too dirty. It's suggestive, Jack. And sometimes what it suggests is horrifying. <laughs> so yeah, even though the point of the bit is... They censor words that don't need to be censored. Yeah.
3: And they're, is it because we're all evil? Yes. Our mind jumps to the conclusion exactly. that it's the worst thing it
5: could possibly be? It's because well. secretly
4: we're all hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> there you go, Sean. That's why you're positive, Sean. Uh, well, not only that, but you're hearing it censored. So you go to, oh, oh that, would be a you, right, sure. that
3: explains it. Right. We're used to it being a bad word. Right. So. If
4: you see a word blacked out in in print or, you know, F, asterisk, 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 you're not going to think it was fish. Fish. You know, fish. Exactly.
3: Um, that makes perfectly good sense. Well, here's Jimmy Kimmel's unnecessary censorship. <laughs> Next time you go to North Korea... Can I
5: come with you and Kim Jong-un?
6: We'll also protect small businesses and family f**kers here in North Dakota and across the country by
7: ending
6: the <laughs> tax.
1: I think that's why Donald Trump and I get along so well.
6: Donald Trump's a, <laughs> a <laughs> Great
7: <laughs> Great, <laughs> great <laughs> <laughs> He's a I miss you so much.
2: Then we will go home. So <laughs> his dog.
4: Dude, I'm ready to go home. If you want to play, text the word d**k <laughs> to 51515. <laughs> <laughs>
3: So, they're going to help things out in North Dakota with a D tax. <laughs> well,
4: you got to end the D tax. Clearly. Oh, death. <laughs> oh, death tax. Oh. That's great. Love, Kimmel. That's one of my favorite ones ever. Um, uh, so, we go from something that didn't need to be censored to something that actually did need to be censored. You know, I'll tell you what. Steve Bannon, the clip's too long, we decided, but he was talking about uh, Charlie Rose asks him, uh, so you tried to double down for your base, and Steve Bannon said, "For the American people, for the American working people, that's the base um and on that note Rob, Bob is is that is Bob Ritchie, aka Kid Rock, is clearly getting more and more political on stage. Here is a bit of a sampling. Oh, and perhaps you've heard, Kid Rock is, is thinking seriously of running for the Senate in the Michigan. The
3: U.S. Senate.
4: That's yes, that's right. The world's most exclusive club. And here's some of the things he uh, let forth recently.
7: It seems the government wants to give everyone health insurance but wants us all to pay. And to be very frank, I really don't have a problem with that. since God has blessed me. And make my pockets fat, but a redistribution of wealth seems more like their plan and i don't believe that you should save sacrifice do things by the book and then have to take care of some deadbeat milk in the system lazy ass mother
4: wow yeah wow. D- do you do you have the one where he talks about uh, dads uh yeah yes i do right, yeah let's hit it
7: and you deadbeat dads who refuse to be a man your sons up to be good men? You get them glorifiers and gangster wannabes. I say, lock all you up and throw away the
5: assholes. He's got some sing songy rhyming going on yeah, along I like all that. Of these,
3: yeah. I like that. Jazz yeah. it up a bit. Yeah.
5: Um so is there any- everything sounds better with a guitar sting. Wow. <laughs>
3: <laughs> is there any chance he's actually running for the Senate if I, he's
4: talking that way? You know, let me get to the I'll get to my analysis in a minute. Do you have one more clip or uh, is it two, I've more? Got two more? Go ahead.
7: Go ahead. The issue. I'm struggling with single parents. There's is an issue close to my heart. But read my lips: we should not reward these women who can't even take care of themselves, but keep having kid after kid. As you even the crowd. Murder. Of course, we should help them out. <laughs> I want to sit here and sound like a jerk. But let's help them out with child care, job training, and put their goddamn asses to work. Play, All right, Play cowboy,
4: baby. <laughs> <laughs> As you can hear, the crowd murmured uneasily. But no, they roared like crazy. Now, granted, they're there to see Kid Rock. But, yeah, I, I, I'm not sure if he's serious yet. I could still see the almost last minute, you know, I've decided I can right. do more good yeah, up here exactly. on this stage. <laughs> <laughs> right, 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 right. On the other hand, <laughs> if Mr. Ritchie... She' run for the United States Senate against Debbie Stabenow, the lame-o. and she is a lame-o. He will win by 20 points. He will flog her. You remember he was on stage? He gave one of his populist working people screed who uh, followed the rules. They worked hard their whole lives, getting screwed. crowd goes crazy, and she came back. What was her quote? I can't I'm just going to keep doing what I do best. Oh, that's right. She said, serving the American people. He, he, Well, he can say what he wants at his concerts, but I'm going to do what I do best, serving the people of Michigan. Oh, he will beat her like the very snare drum on the drum set behind him. I think the if only thing runs-
3: holding him back is him <clears throat> maybe having an idea what it would be like to be a senator and thinking that would be awful. Right.
4: Yeah. As opposed to playing rock and roll in front of adoring crowds and getting rich.
3: Or just sleep until two sometimes when you feel like it. Right. Which you probably can't do that much when you're a senator.
4: All right. You got that last clip you wanted us to to hear, Sean? Go ahead.
7: Now let's get down to brass tacks before I hit you with this phone. (laughs) Like it or not, Hillary Clinton lost and your president is Donald Mother Trump. If Kid Rock was said it, has got folks in disarray. Where they hear Kid Rock for president of the USA. Because wouldn't it be a sight to see President Kid Rock in Washington, D.C. Standing on the Oval Office like a G. Holding my ready to address the whole country. All of the nation get in the eyes, live on TV. I simply tell you. you never met a mother- There
5: you go. Nice. I got to get a band nice. to follow me around do guitar oh, stuff yeah. after
4: I make good points. He would be yeah. the mf inist uh, uh, senator in American history. Uh you know, post Civil War. I mean, mf bomb droppinist. <laughs> Allow me to address senator this mf. <laughs> so
3: the times have changed, obviously. It's a new era. <laughs> Thank you for that. Thank <laughs> you for that, Jack. Thank you for that, Jack. But, but so fast. Now, Al Franken has got a new book out, and um, I saw an interview with him the other day, and he its said... title is,
4: If You Think My Speeches Are Dull, Read This.
3: Well, one of the reasons his speeches are dull is he, he had some consultant tell him, or he came to the conclusion... I don't remember how he came up with this... But, uh, it was determined that the only way he can get elected senator and have any chance of having any influence is if he never attempts to be funny. Mm. And he has not since he decided to get into politics. He made his living as a comedian, writing comedy from, for, you know, Saturday Night Live and do a bit to all this sort of stuff. Some of those bits, I think he took the vow early. (laughs) But he made the determination early on, or somebody did for him, I don't remember which, um, that, he can't ever do it. It just would remind people he's a comedian, and the only way he's going to do this, he has to he has to, you know, he has to make it in spite of being a comedian. Right. Um, and so he never has. And, and this book that he's got out now, he, he makes a couple of witticisms, and he kind of feels like maybe now that he's been three terms senator or something like that, hmm. that he can, you know, every now and then perhaps, you know, make a, 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 an aside uh, but times are different now. So Kid Rock doesn't have to not be a rock star or drop f bombs to run for the U.S. Senate. He just doesn't. That's that. That's not true. I yeah, I,
4: Michigan is a special case. I think that is absolutely the perfect place for him and well, sure. his act. Sure, that's what I mean. And his attitudes to yeah. to do his thing.
3: You think the people <laughs> the, the working class people of Michigan are not going to vote for Kid Rock? Kid Rock because he wears a T-shirt and drops f bombs. I mean, that would that. not be proper. It's ridiculous. Especially when they're in this brexit Trump mood the Western society of just throwing the whole thing in the in the
4: wood chipper and see what comes out yeah yeah well, I have plenty of sympathy for that idea uh-huh oh if it doesn't result in something horrific but you know
3: you know it reminds me of a Hillary going around doing her her excuse fest it was racism it's because I'm a woman um my ideas were too great people are stupid you know all, all her are very I take full responsibility I didn't I didn't realize that people didn't want thought out policy points. They wanted a reality show. So you're blaming the voter there. Um, Her husband doesn't feel that way because one of the quotes from that book about the campaign the night of the election when the results started coming in and they realized Bill especially realized early when they got the stuff back from Florida that they were going to lose. And he said, wow, Brexit is real. He realized the political climate had changed. He wasn't walking around their hotel suite saying, well, there are more racists than I thought and (laughs) all that sort of thing. Yeah. Brexit's real. People want to throw it all. People feel like all this voting for the various parties. What has this gotten me? My wages haven't gone up in 35 years. What am I getting out of this?
5: I thought for sure he would be trying to console the inconsolable. Who was it? Lady Gaga or Katy Perry was in tears. (laughs) Yeah,
4: he may have. Oh, uh, Katy, I'm as broke up as you are.
3: Come here. (laughs) Give us a hug. <laughs> but yeah, I think Kid Rock could get elected taking that attitude more or less clear up to the end. Yeah. Unless he's got something horrific in his background, which which he could have something pretty unpalatable as a rock star.
4: I'm thinking... It's almost impossible he doesn't. Right. In the era of uh, post-Bill Clinton, Donald Trump... Billy Bush. Well, right, yeah, the whole Billy Bush, plus Trump's on his third hot wife, you know, that just, the whole thing. Kid Rock will say, hell yeah, I did drugs. And Michigan will say, yeah, we know. You'll say, "Oh well, that's, yeah, that's I not with, even a question." I got with loose gals backstage, you know, I mean, some of it was kind of uncool, but oh, what the hell? I was a rock star. Uh, Michigan will yawn. They they don't care. What was your original point? I I, I, was, uh, I probably didn't have one. Oh, um but uh Kid Rock, I've actually heard him uh talking more seriously. He's a bright enough guy to Tone everything down. What you heard on stage is not what he'll be doing in his political right. Rally. That wasn't
5: an actual speech. That was just kind of a pseudo, almost political skit right before the start of his concert. Will he right. shave?
3: Will he get a haircut? Will he? Will he put on real clothes?
4: Will he campaign in a wife beater? Will exactly. he turn his Panama hat right forward? Or what sort of hat is he wearing again? He's wearing a fedora backwards. A fedora yep. a backward fedora, of course. Um, yeah, he'll he'll tone it down just enough. But I would, uh, you know, just as a. As a quasi political scientist, I would like to see him run just because it's such an interesting question. Can a guy that quote unquote out there according to political norms, but completely in the pocket of the beliefs of the electorate in that state get elected?
3: Which is what you're supposed to do in a in a republic. You're supposed to represent the people of your area. Right. I think he would represent those people
4: right. pretty pretty accurately. I mean, listen, if I went down the list of Debbie Stabenow's beliefs and compared them to certainly the more liberal parts of uh, Michigan, Detroit, some of the big cities, it could be that she is right there. She's right in the pocket where she ought to be as a progressive in Michigan. I'm sure she's staunchly pro-union, et cetera, et cetera. On the other hand, she is unquestionably a politician to her core. When you hear her speak, I mean, she is. Well she's like Hillary on the campaign trail. Uh-huh. She's very much like Hillary actually now that I think about it. Um and what an interesting uh, contest that would be. Yeah, but just how, to observe. How comfortable are we with the now you have to be a reality show
3: star or a musician or a big time movie actor. You got to get people's attention and you automatically leap to the to the you know the top of the polls by being one of those. That's a little troubling, isn't it? Like I mean, we could be headed toward you just can't run for office unless
4: you're already lightning. famous. Well, democracy's a terrible idea, it's unworkable. And this is its latest incarnation. Wow. And I no mm. Exciting. I'm, I'm a monarchist, as you know. Survive, King, a queen, here. a queen would be fine too.
3: So Steve Bannon and uh, Charlie Rose got into it on immigration a little bit on 60 Minutes last night. Maybe we'll hit that for you. Stay tuned to the Armstrong and Getty Show.
6: The steel folks are going to be very happy. Millions of people will be happy. Right now you have millions and millions and millions of people that are unhappy. You're going to be so happy with Trump. I think you already are.
0: Okay. Okay. In each of those cases, it's the way you get to that feeling that is important. Laying out a government policy that's just, you'll be so happy, is like naming a restaurant, you're going to be so full. Okay, that's the goal, but how? What am I filling myself with? Is it Asian fusion or wet cement? Uh
3: (laughs) That wouldn't be a good slogan for a restaurant. You will be so full. You'll eat a lot here. Um, that reminds me, I haven't talked about that brand thing yet. Uh, when's the iPhone hit tomorrow?
5: Is tomorrow the big speech? Yeah, yeah, the big the, the big dog and pony show is tomorrow where we will mm. find out if these leaks and rumors are true and what our future will hold. Dog, dog and pony shows have
3: sucked since uh, Steve Jobs died.
5: Yes, they have. I don't like they, the new They guy. have stopped from being the innovators and now they just kind of acquire other people's technologies. You oh, saw them do that with, like, the Beats by Dre headphones Sam. company, things like that. Yeah.
3: In their defense, though, if you lose a Thomas Edison or a Wright Brothers or whatever, you can't expect to just bring in a new guy or girl and keep on keeping on, or they, or those other people weren't what everybody
4: was claiming. Right, exactly. And even those people can't be those people their entire lives. It's a little much to ask. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Steve Jobs might not have ever had another good idea. Right. Right. If the Beatles had stayed together for 50 years, their 33rd album might not have been good as Abbey Road. It just, you know. Anyway, what's your point? You have a point. Yeah, I wonder if Steve Jobs would have said,
3: why are you giving a million dollars to the Southern Pottery Law Center? They're phony. What are you doing? But we'll never know.
4: No, indeed. Uh, Do you
3: want to hear Bannon on 60 Minutes or not?
4: Um, Why don't you do the brand thing you're talking about? OK, this is kind of interesting because we're a major blockbuster hydrogen bomb of an immigration discussion tomorrow during the what hour do you want to do it in mm. Mm. either seven or eight we will decide you have to listen to two solid hours to figure it out seriously, if you are the, on the more progressive end of the the uh, liber, uh, the immigration thing, in other words, you're anti-enforcement. I'm going to blow your mind.
3: So studies have found that our brains respond differently to names than any other words. It uh, kind of makes sense. But um, so if somebody names uh, Jim and you're talking about Jim over in accounting, you either get a positive feeling about that or a negative feeling based on the knowledge you have about Jim.
5: Okay. Jim's a jerk. I don't like him.
4: Jim is a jerk. <laughs> and so that's... names are, are, are icons, aren't they? And so that they're oh. buttons that unveil their their the file folder that you open and
3: uh, Something or other. (laughs) I'll read from USA Today. As social creatures, there isn't much more important than a person's name. And brands are just like names in terms of how the brain works. Studies have found that our brains respond differently to names than any other words. Our brains light up at the sounds of positively associated names. I hear about Linda. My brain lights up. Oh, Linda, she's pleasant. Good gal. But not Jim. Jim's a jerk. Last time I walked by Jimmy, punched me in the stomach. Wow. How many jerks do that?
4: (laughs) That's right. Uh, Positively associate names. Hey, Joe. Sorry I punched you in the stomach last time. Let's shake. Pow! Oh, my stomach. (laughs) Oh, Jim. My my stomach.
5: (laughs) You got me again, you old (laughs) so-and-so.
4: One of these days. But if
3: we have a positive association with the name, we actually get endorphins going to our brains. We get a little high out of it. Nice. And so that's true with names. And I think we all recognize that, right? But it happens with brands, too. And uh, when psychologists test brand names, they find similar responses. So companies exploit this by deliberately linking their brands to positive emotional triggers. Coca Cola embraces cuddly polar bears in world peace. Apple has a delicious apple. <laughs> we see an apple and we kind of think of friendly, positive thoughts. What's not <sighs> to like about an apple? Eh, fruit. Um, and over time with consistent marketing, then that just builds and builds. So it, it becomes just like the name Jim or Linda, you know, these various brands and everything like that, which I thought was kind of interesting. Um, what they found, uh, works pretty good for some reason, kind of goes against that actually, but, um, a companies with a founder included in the brand's name perform better than those that don't. <clears throat> it's far better huh. to use a name that is authentic, and nothing is more authentic than the name of a real person. Well, that might get back to the whole, like, names of people. We get a positive feeling. From.
4: Right. And, and why, for instance, a Wendy's hamburger chain might have old Dave in its commercials for a very long time, because they want that human association. I mean not just a the if if a name of a conglomerate with a reasonably positive image works if it's the name of a human being who you're you're fond of at the head of that conglomerate then you get really primal you know endorphins and approval I would guess and it's
3: it's why it's not uh um it's not just intellectual why it's the point of this article it's not just intellectual why it's so important to protect a brand name then like united it's not just that intellectually I think, well, I've heard some negative information about United. Maybe they're not as good as they used to be or something like that. Mm-hmm. It, it changes in our, our brain what we associated with that name. So maybe we used to get the positive endorphins going in our brain, and now we don't when we hear United. Now I get the I, negative I, feelings, and you don't even have any intellectual control over that.
4: I just see a smashed guitar and an old Asian doctor shouting in pain and anguish. See that old guy's bloody face ah! on Air United.
3: Right, I get a positive feeling for Apple. I've had positive experiences with it. They've built a name, and that's why, like, just Apple something this week, Apple. I get, I get the endorphins in my brain.
5: Um, it makes me more curious than when I hear something else because I'm a fan of Apple. Oh, ooh, what, yeah, what
4: they but it's not gonna, just ooh.
3: an intellectual response. It's a we get the high, we get the little high from
4: it. But it would be even more effective if it had been founded by Fiona Apple, <laughs>
5: <Exactly>. for instance,
3: <laughs> perhaps according to that article. Use the example of uh, you might get the positive endorphins no, I, Fiona.
5: from. I'm, from, so, I'm
3: sorry. <laughs> you might get the positive endorphins from Coke or Starbucks or Apple or any of those.
4: But if it has the name of the founder in it, it's, it's even, even more better. Effective. Right? It's even better. But that's
3: so it really is so important to protect that brand name. Even more important than I thought
4: mm. before,
3: because you get a physical response to it. I don't get a good physical response from the word United when it comes to airlines. Definitely Grr, not. No. In fact, they've got to overcome like bad feelings in my brain for me to book a flight on United. Price has got to be good. I have to have a reasonable assurance in my mind that I'm going to smash my face on the seat and make me bleed, <laughs> haul me out in front of my children. Not
4: right. 100%, but a reasonable assurance. <laughs> yes. oh, right. right. Before I get on this airplane, I would like to speak to the pilot, the co-pilot, and all of the flight attendants. Are any of you going to smash my face on a seat and drag me off this plane? Uh, no, sir. That's airport security jobs. Yes. Oh, that's right. Yeah. That's right. What's Plus, coming? as we found out, that was one of those, it was, not, It was you know, the, the, the Midwest Air doing business as United. I was just reading about that over the weekend, how incredibly little pilots are making these days. Oh, really? The, oh, yeah. The assistant, like the, the golf, well, hell, an intern. I don't get why they're an intern if they're getting paid. But anyway, you hire a minimum wage intern, they're making more than your average regional airline pilot. Un but these people start at like eighteen grand a year. Whoa! What? Yes. Um, whoa! Yes. We need to fix that. Yes, I please. Won- I wonder
3: how they're even keeping people because I got a-, a buddy of mine. They're came- struggling. He came and visited me a couple of weeks ago. He he flies uh, private jets for rich people. Mm. Like they book those jets because they want to go on a golf trip or get a business conference or whatever. He flies the jet. Yeah. And I know he makes pretty good money, so it's well, better those, than that deal.
4: Well, yeah. Oh, yeah. Unquestionably, because a bunch of rich guys want a reasonable assurance that uh, Crashy McFall asleep is not, <laughs> not in the cockpit. Um, whereas, you know, you cram yourself onto a 50 seater to go from, you know, I don't know, San Francisco to Oxnard or something like that. Well, generally that'd be Southwest, but you know, go from San Francisco to Mendocino or something like that on some little regional jet. He had no idea. I mean, that's some kid struggling, praying that someday you might be flying overseas for American or what have you. But
3: they're he making nothing. He let me look inside their cool jet. I don't remember what brand it was. But, you know, it's the kind of jets super rich people have. Mm-hmm. God, it was comfy in there. Yeah, yeah. You and you and six other people go into a meeting and you have whatever food and drink you want and everything like that. And you, you drive your car right, right up to the plane and get on. There's no security or anything like that. And Same when you get off. And, geez, that's a way to travel. But it's ridiculous expensive oh yeah insanely expensive i know how the prices haven't come down they have to have two pilots with the company that he works for now have to have two pilots in case one of you croaks it so the other person can take over wow so that costs even more
4: sure. usually it was just one right in the past. right
3: because it doesn't and almost never happens that a guy has a heart attack and can't land the plane
4: well right yeah as a percentage i mean you know when you rent a car i ask you now do you want uh, coverage in case you uh you know, uh, crash into an orphanage and lighting on fire, and there are a thousand deaths? It's like, well, no, no, I don't need that. I have plenty of insurance. Well, if if you were getting on a a, a chartered jet, I'm going to go on a golf trip. I'm going to go up to Bandon Dunes or something like that. And they say, all right, it'll be $5,000 for you, uh, fellas, or uh, $7,000 if you'd like a second pilot. In case the first one has a heart attack. No, no. We'll go, hey, hey, Jim, how you feeling? I feel great. All right, let's go. <laughs>
3: Uh, he's got the Steve Bannon pallor. Maybe you pay for the extra pilot. I'm all right. I think I'm going to be okay. <laughs> yeah. does he coughs dust. <laughs> What's coming up in your news, Marshall?
6: One well, of Steve Bannon's most controversial comments not included in the broadcast version of that 60 Minutes interview. We'll share that with you. Turns out Nordstrom's opening stores with no inventory... And the keys to a long life. People in one city have discovered the secrets. Coming up minutes from now, Armstrong
3: and Getty. Now that's a good newscast coming up on the Armstrong and Getty Show. Facial recognition software on the new iPhone, so I can just stare at it and unlock my stuff. That'd be cool.
4: That would be pretty cool. Let's get the news now. Hello, my problem? If Barney Rubble were to steal my phone, it'd open right up. Because I am a Barney Rubble-looking fool.
3: Oh, yeah. I drop my phone and Sling Blade picks it up. has (laughs) access to all my stuff. Exactly. News now with Marsha Phillips. Well,
6: former Trump strategist Steve Bannon did a wide-ranging interview with 60 Minutes Charlie Rose last night, and one of the comments Bannon made was not included in the interview that was aired. It was instead part of the interview on the 60
0: Minutes website. Rose asking Bannon, someone said to me that you described the firing of James Comey. You're a student of history as the biggest mistake in political history.
3: That would be probably that would probably be too bombastic even for me, but maybe modern political history. So
0: the firing of James Comey was the biggest mistake in modern political history. I, if you're saying that that's associated with me, then I'll, I'll leave it at that.
3: More amazing, more interesting than that, and that's pretty interesting, because he's a true blue Trump guy, is how 60 Minutes decided to leave that out of the episode.
4: Does he go on to explain why he said that, or did they just go with what I pointed out earlier, he said something and Charlie Rose repeated it several times, and then they move (laughs) on? What kind of interview is that? I heard you said it's the biggest mistake in political history. Yeah, I probably said that. The biggest mistake in political history. Yeah, I guess I said that. (laughs) Biggest mistake in modern political history.
1: What
3: the F? Ask a question! uh, So you edit a lot of news, Marshall. You have any idea why they left that out? I I don't. I I, honestly don't. I think our theory of it ruins the whole Trump and Bannon together trying to destroy America thing if he disagrees Strongly. Right. I mean to say something the president did was one of the biggest mistakes in
4: modern political history, that's a pretty big disagreement. I, Somebody help me out. Did Charlie Rose then say why do you say that? Did he? Does anybody know? I do you know? know? I do not know. All right. I do not know.
3: I'll, I'll watch the uh yeah. I'll watch the whatever they call it, sixty minutes after or something. I what, think they get undressed for that. They take well, off their clothes yeah. and they go.
6: <laughs> what I found interesting was the whole way that uh, interview was cut. If you notice there were some uh, there was some moments building up Charlie Rose is getting angrier and angrier and then it was a quick cut to Bannon. I mean, it was it was odd pacing. The whole some thing. Some of was, the
3: edits were stark and I wondered yeah, why they were doing it that yeah, way. Yeah, yeah.
6: Nordstrom is opening up a store that doesn't have any inventory. The department store chain says its Nordstrom Local Concept store is going to open in L.A. next month. The company says it'll be staffed with personal stylists who can order merchandise for customers. Nordstrom says customers can also buy online inside the store, or they can pick up online orders that same day. I can do that at home. The store will also offer offer tailoring and manicure services.
4: Wow! Wow. So come on now. A personal stylist, probably a gay feller, will be there and he'll say, hmm, and he'll look you over (laughs) probably say, I think something from our handsome hog line would be perfect for you. (laughs) And then he'd take some some measurements. And then so so it'd be tailored for you. You order it up, then you go pick it up in the store in three Mm -hmm. days. Get that for you. He takes a look at my lovely chestnut hair with just a touch of gray. And in uh, my, my slightly zoftig frame. And, and before you know it, I got the perfect clothes for me. Well, you really, can't have that at home. You're really beating up on yourself weight-wise today. I'm as happy as can be. <laughs> the keys to a long... I got a mirror. I got a scale.
6: The keys to a long life. The people of Okinawa, Japan, think they have found the way to have a long and contented life. And since there are more people over 100 years old among them than anywhere else in the world, they might be right. They called their way of living a Kigai. They never retire. They surround themselves with friends. They exercise gently every day, spend plenty of time outdoors, and they stop eating when they're 80% full.
3: That That is a good idea. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Um, they never retire. They never That's retire. probably a good idea, too. I don't know many of us that want to do it, but it's probably a good idea. Yeah, yeah.
6: Yeah. But I also found out somebody said, well, how do they know when they're 80% full? Well, you can usually, you know, it means you don't stuff yourself, it, you know. You
3: yeah. Know. I stopped eating till I was full a while back, and I, I almost never do it. It just... I don't miss that feeling, I'll tell you. God, that overeating feeling is the freaking worst.
4: Stop eating when you're eighty percent sick. Is that what they said? <laughs> yeah. Close yeah. enough. I mean, progress. Yes, Joe.
6: Go All with right. that. That's your news. I'm Marshall Phillips. The I'm strong and Getty show. The voice of the West. Boy, I'm
4: about eighty percent up, Chucking, and if I have <laughs> one more bite. I stop, it's time to stop. 80% more food to go. And so far, I've never
3: stopped, and then like 15 minutes later, think, oh God, I'm still starving. I, I wish I'd eaten more. I stopped way too early. That has never happened. Yes.
6: Oh, God. Yesterday, I could not stop myself, and wow. I knew what I was doing was wrong, yet I continued.
3: There's a name for that. Yeah. Hmm. What deep you- Or addiction. Or addiction, yeah. What yeah. were you eating? Uh, I was, um... What's it? Spinach dip
5: with chips.
6: And oh, just, I was enjoying it. it was, oh, yeah.
4: Yeah. oh, was it hot? Yeah. Yeah, oh, it, it was. spectacular.
5: <laughs> oh, just, just, just one more chip. That'll be fine. Just, yeah, one, just right. one more. There Scoop it go. out.
3: <laughs> yeah, things without, like, an, uh, a, a known quantity, like a burger. You know, you ate a burger. Am I going to have a second burger? Something you can just eat a little bit of and just keep going. That's tough. Yep. The Petering Out coming up next on the Armstrong and Getty Show.
2: He was quite successful in referencing a nostalgia that would give hope, comfort, settle grievances for millions of people who were upset about gains that were made by others. What you're saying is millions of white people. Millions of white people. Yeah, millions of white people.
4: That's it. It was that. It wasn't, I liked it better when I had a factory job I could support my family on. Uh, one more political note before we uh, move along, very briefly answering my own question about Steve Bannon and his claim that the firing of James B. Comey by President Trump was the biggest mistake maybe in modern political history. He's talking about, he said, I don't think there's any doubt that if Comey had not been fired, we would not have a special counsel. We would not have the Mueller investigation in the breadth that clearly Dr., uh, Mr. Mueller is going so he thinks, obviously, he thinks the Mueller investigation could be extremely disruptive to the Trump presidency. I mean, because, you know, it's, it's quite a list. You get your Watergate, you get your Iran-Contra, you got your uh, Monica Lewinsky as is, is modern political mistakes. Mm. To say this one could be the, the big kahuna, that's something. How
3: about the war in Iraq? Um, it came out over the weekend.
5: Anybody see it? I was very close to say. My problem is, I understand it's a good movie. but I just don't like the genre. I'm not a fan yeah, of like yeah. horror movies in I'm, general. I'm so not even a horror good percent. ones, I'm rarely impressed.
4: Little little D saw it over the weekend in uh, in the uh, the Washington DC metro area and said it was great, really good. If you like that sort of movie, scary but great.
3: Yeah, the reviews of it have been fantastic. It had the biggest opening of any horror movie ever, ever.
4: Had great reviews, on even
3: the... adjusted for inflation, which I'm a stickler about.
4: Yes. Right? Yes, you are. Well, I'll bet a lot of people went thinking it was a documentary about all those killer clowns we've seen right. lurking at the yes. edge of woods lately. Right,
3: right, right. right. So, it made 117 million dollars in the first weekend. It only cost 35 million to make.
4: Yeah, that's
5: one of the big appeals of the horror movie genres. They tend to be much cheaper than your average movies. You don't have to do as well to to make a profit on them. And this is the season, you know, kind of leading into Halloween, is right. when all, all these movies oh, get, get wait a minute. dropped.
4: Damn it! I forgot to set my DVR for the new Seth MacFarlane show where he's commanding a spaceship. Oh, right. anybody see that? Yeah, it's pretty funny. Is it? <laughs> yeah, is yeah, it pretty good. I I mean, was it? It's, it's Seth MacFarlane. It's very corny and cheesy, but yeah, it's it's enjoyable. Is yeah. it a
3: cartoon
5: or is it no, a, live uh, action?
4: Live action. Yeah. Okay. He's like a uh, low rent Captain Kirk, exploring the galaxy, etc.
3: Where is it? Where is it? Where can it be found?
4: On Fox. Okay. Uh, on They're, the Fox. Pretty soon, Fox will just be nothing
5: but Seth MacFarlane shows. <laughs>
3: <laughs> That's what well, Speaking of which, because he had a hit. Uh, So now that it, at a cost of $35 million, is the biggest opening in horror history, can we assume there's like 100 new clown movies, killer clown movies that are going to be coming out? Sam, (laughs) us. Lots of killer clown movies. Son of it. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Let's hear our guest announcer.
5: Oh, that's me. Our guest announcer is right around the corner, right here.
4: Now it's time to peter out with Armstrong and Giddy's Final Thoughts. (laughs) Here is your actual announcer, Joe Getty. That was very workmanlike, very Trump voter, you know? Utilitarian. Uh, Let's get a final thought from everybody on the squad. Hey, Positive Sean, final thought? Yeah, this from the tweeter
5: machine today. I thought this was beautiful, and I'm uh, submitting it to win some sort of award. Facebook makes you hate people you already know. Twitter makes you fall in love with people you've never met. Wow,
6: Hmm.
4: that's a good one. Mm -hmm. Think about it. Mm -hmm.
5: Michelangelo, final thought? Uh, Yeah, I agree
6: with you, Joe. I think the NFL may be in trouble. Um, between the n- kneeling at the National Anthem and domestic issues and some of the products just isn't very good, I'm not sure about how long football will be around.
4: Tell you what, uh, Chiefs-Patriots was great. I watched the Niners yesterday. Dull. It's just dull. It made me sad I spent the time. Uh, Marshall Phillips, final thought. I didn't want to say anything in the beginning of the show today because I want to kind of mix things up, but uh,
6: I think I'll bring home the bacon tomorrow because I scored on Scratchers.
3: Oh, you did? Yes. Wow. How much did you win?
4: Uh, it was uh, over 50. Wow. Yes. Wow. Wow. Yes. Two figures.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
3: Jack, do you have a final thought for yeah, us? Yes, just because I mentioned earlier in the show, and uh, I want you to hear it. So Thursday night, the opening of the NFL season with Tom Brady, I mean a marquee game, down double digits from last yep. year, which was down double digits from the year before. The NFL is in serious trouble. Nobody's exactly sure why. Last year they blamed it on the election. Well, you can't blame it on that this year. They're blaming it on the hurricane. They're hoping that it'll bounce back.
4: My final thought is it took almost 40 days between when the Equifax executives dumped millions of dollars of their stock till they told us, oh, yeah, yeah, there was a giant, giant hack. Uh, And and all your information got loose. Sorry about that. There's got to be some sort of law
3: enacted that you have to let us know when our information's hacked. You can't keep it to yourself. More on that tomorrow.
1: God bless America.
0: This is... uh
7: And we really hope you forgive us for what we've done.
4: Thank you, and good night. The
0: show's over. Bye-bye. Laying out a government policy that's just, you'll be so happy, is like naming a restaurant, you're going to be so full. Okay, that's the goal, but how? What am I filling myself with? Is it Asian fusion or wet cement?
4: Armstrong and Getty, the voice of the West.